hello and welcome back to Small Screens Film Club, the uh, film show, much like a book club where we discuss one film a week. This week though, we're going to do things slightly differently and do two movies. And the movies are My Life as a Courgette and Studio Ghibli's The Red Turtle. So Alessia is back with us this week, but she's kind of been promoted from guest to co-host. How are you, Alessia? I'm fine, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Very, very well. It's very hot today. Yeah, it's very, very hot today. It's still not very sunny, but still hot. So we're coming to you live from the cafe, which is uh, where London Fields Radio is set. Uh, We'd like to thank London Fields Radio for once again having us on, which is very kind of them. And um, so I think this week we'll start with My Life as a Courgette. So can you tell me a little bit about your mother? She really liked to drink beer, but sometimes we had fun. I'm going to take you to a really nice place with other children who are like you. I'd like to introduce your new friend, Ikar. My name is Crochet. More like a potato with that head. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, he does not mess around. We both thought that doing these two films in particular was quite interesting because it's not only are they both animation, but there's also a link between the two, I think. I I think there is, and we'll we'll study that link later on in the show. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> once, once you realise what it is. Okay. But um, so we'll start off with my life as a courgette, which is all about. Uh, it's a stop motion animation by Claude Barras, and it's uh, it's all about a boy called Iker, but he prefers to be called Courgette. And um, the very beginning of the film, uh, his mother is rather tragic, or she rather tragically dies, and it leaves him in this foster home, which, unlike most foster homes you'll see in uh, cinema today is actually a place of love and friendship and where he is actually able to develop these relationships and kind of grow into his own, really. And um, it's a very, uh, I think it's a very kind of heartfelt story and it's a very it's a very optimistic tale as well. It's only an hour long, or just over an hour. So, which is enough. I mean, I which think is it's, enough, the, it's yeah. the right time frame. If, if you think about how long these types of animations, especially stop motion, takes to, to make... It must, have, it must have taken them ages. And actually, um, my, there is a, a one, one particular link between these two films is that they were both nominated for Oscars last year in the um, animated feature category. They didn't win, though. They lost to Zootropolis, which is Disney's movie, which actually, have, after having seen, especially My, uh, my Life as a Courgette, I kind of disagreed with that... Uh, well, with the Zootropolis. I like Zootropolis. I don't think you've seen it. No, I haven't seen that. No. But it's, it's not as good as My Life as a Courgette, mm. is it? Well, well, I don't know, but I, I think My Life as a, is a Courgette, as a Courgette is, it, was, it was really, really pretty movie in many different ways. It was pretty to look at, of course, but it, I particularly like, as you said, how they describe this foster home is completely different from the usual description of terrible, um, sad, and, um, you know, kind of like... Um, okay, can, you th- can you think of any other movies that have depicted um, orphanages in this way? 
They tend they tend to be very sad places with yeah. really mean people. That I mean, that's just it's just, just a, a kind of a cinema trope, really, isn't it? Also, like just like the teachers, they're usually very very mean in this mm. kind of in this kind of environment, and that the teachers were really. Um, really helpful and really really nice with all the kids and it was kind of like um, a real home you know they kiss them goodnight and they tell them stories they play with them yeah. and it's more it's more like kind of like um, and they also then there is there are not many kids in this house which is also weird because usually I think I mean I've never been in, into yeah, well, an orphanage, I, but I think it's the it's the location as well, and and, and you, it's it's the location of where the orphanage actually is as well. It's kind of it's in a relatively remote part of the world. I think it's I, th- I think it is based in Switzerland. Yeah, I think. But still, I mean, and it, but I, I, I'm also saying what, what I also think is that just by the way, there's a policeman in this um, in this film who's. Uh, Lovely, a lovely man, and obviously he's he's very moved by um, Courgette's story, and you can he's he's the first person that Courgette Courgette meets after after his um, mother's death, and he's the one who takes him to the orphanage, and and you can kind of tell that this isn't something that he, that he would be used to seeing, yeah. The, the 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 mere fact that I suppose if there was, if this was set in like Paris or London, it pro- that kind of thing probably happens quite a lot, you know, seeing, meeting foster kids and, and having to put them into orphanages where there are too many children and not enough space. This is a very, this is very different. Well, I think, the, I mean, I don't know in Switzerland, but I think in general the, 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 the thing that you have to do when this kind of things happen is not just to meet a policeman and go to the, to the orphanage. I think that you have to, to see social services and everything. So it's much more, it's a much longer, this, you know, process. process. And um, but I think of course they're not gonna like you know des- describe every single step as it should be. But um, well, you need what you need to know is that he he never I don't I don't think he ever knew his dad or he knew his dad when he was really young. He left them and his yeah. mom his mom was a drunk. So in general, he didn't have like um, a nice and cozy home yeah. to you know that, as, as a kid should have. So. Yeah. I mean, it, this this film could have gone into a very dark place as well, ma- mainly because of the way that um, that his mother dies. Is that you 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 while you see it for yourself, it kind of Courgette kind of blames himself because he he was playing with well, you talk about the alcoholism. He was playing with her cans of beer, making a, a great big tower. It falls down, and then she comes up. He's kind of lives in the attic, I suppose. His, his room's kind of in an attic, and she has to climb up some stairs. And he doesn't want her to come up, so he closes the shuts the flap, the door on her head, and she falls down. And, and she falls down, and she dies. And but she dies. And, I mean, and you it's think, just because it's, she's drunk. This why she died, really, because she can't really. You know. Well, yeah, but but you think you think that this kind of tale could have gone into like really, really a really dark really, place. Yeah, but yeah, the thing yeah. is, is that um, through through the orphanage and through the the relationships he builds especially with um with the boy oh, i can't remember his name now but the the one that you first think simon. is going to be a bully simon um actually he's kind of in a bizarre way becomes well not not in a bizarre way but he kind of almost he becomes his older brother to it to a certain degree yeah he, i think he's, he's the oldest one in the yeah, orphanage and he's the one that's been in it for the longest i think and he understands what he knows what they've all been through he knows all these children's backstories 
and uh, he kind of sees himself as the leader, as the as as a protective force, I suppose, which is why he is the way he is, why he's quite can be seen as being a bit of a bully to begin with, because mm. he's kind of testing them, I suppose, mm. to, to a weird, kind of in a weird way. But um, also the way the way the children speak to one another, it all feels very genuine, which is quite an, an odd thing to say about an animated movie. But it it feels when you you listen to to the way they're talking to one another, it feels like you're actually listening to a genuine conversation between two kids in an orphanage, mm. and and that's that's testament to how well it was written, and. Um, and also, I think that they they kind of like describe different stories all equally awful yeah. and the thing is that they, they describe it you understand what is what they're talking about of course and kids today they know much more than what we used to know when we were kids and uh, still I think um, the, you know you understand what the kids went through but it's still like in the respect of the of, of like a kid of like a, a kid mind so yeah the all the stories you can imagine terrible stories they're all in there but you know they they kind of find each other and they kind of um help each other go through them well i suppose you, you, yeah you're right they they help each other to grow over time so um so we we tend we tend to do this well we do this every week as we try we i i'd ask you three questions mm-hmm. and you try to answer them um so the very first question is um, a very kind of Herzogian question, I suppose. Uh, how did this film make you feel? I think the film is kind of heartwarming. It's really... Um, it kind of gives you hope. I think, and it's also, I think, is is a, is a family movie in the sense that everybody can enjoy it. You know, I mean, a kid, a kid can definitely enjoy the the film. It's sad, but it's not that sad at the end. The story actually is 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 a sad story that actually becomes quite of like a really nice. It has a nice ending, and it actually has a nice. Um, it's also, also nice in the middle. It's a nice story. It's just uh, like I said, kind of a sad beginning. Yeah. And if you think about it, if that tragedy, the mum dying, didn't happen, he probably would have had such a bad and worse um, childhood. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think there's also yeah, there's there's a hopeful message here, isn't there? It's, um, we haven't we haven't talked really about Cami, who's uh, a young girl that that comes into the orphanage later and. Kind of, and Courgette kind of has, uh, Courgette has um, feelings for, obviously. I mean, they're ten. And and, and, she, and you know, she has a particularly harrowing story as well. Hers is kind of, it is quite, it's quite dark as well. But the, the, there's the message, there's the message, the underlying message of hope is that these these kids have 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 experienced and witnessed really horrible things and have all been abandoned basically. To, but but by being together and kind of meeting one another they can all continue with their lives and actually uh, their lives end up becoming better yeah. thanks to this orphanage the only story I didn't understand is that yeah. there is like um, a little black girl the mum was deported into Af- uh, deported to Africa I think yeah I can't, I can't remember uh, where and at some point the mum comes back but she doesn't want to go with the mum but they don't really explain why, because well, if she was well, just deported, I mean... No, but she that. was also, I think she was also very young. 
the, the child. She was, yeah, she looked really So for, if you think about it from her point of view, um, um, th- she's quite interesting because every time a car or something dry comes up to the orphanage, she always comes out, runs out screaming, you know, mum. Yeah, that's why I don't and, understand. Um, and actually, the, the minute that her mum does turn up, it's, it's kind of dealt with very quickly. Um, you don't you don't really see much of it, but she um, she screams and goes runs back into the house into the into the orphanage, and that's probably a, another another sign that actually she's far happier than she ever would be in a foster in that foster home in in an orphanage rather than she would with her mother, which would be a constant struggle. And I mean, may, maybe her mum would come and visit her in in the orphanage, but you, you don't know that. That's not really that's not really part of the story. Her, her, no. her character, she's a side character. Yeah, she's definitely a side character. Um, so then, then there's the second question: is uh, what stood out for you? Um, well, definitely the 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 choice to describe um, that there is a possibility of you know redemption and a life of a, of a life you know and to create something from something bad something good can come yes. and i think that's the message for like kids is really it's really important because nowadays even if they're, they're not it's not usually well at least i hope so it's not usually that terrible things happen in family all the time divorces and stuff like that so it's kind of like it's a good uh, it's a message with a good movie Oof, no it's a movie but a good message <laughs> it's a message with a good movie that should go on the poster <laughs> no but um, I would, but yeah, I would agree with I mean. you I think, I think the message the message the hope the kind of heartwarming nature the hopeful uh, yeah the message of hope really um, is something so I, I personally thought the the animation was something that I also really enjoyed so it's like yeah. you, you don't you don't see stop motion that much anymore you, a lot of it tends to come from Ardman and companies like that but and also one thing that I liked was the fact that the person because the we talked about the police officer and he takes um, Courgette afterwards to, to live with him spoilers. of course it's a big spoiler I'm sorry so but it's always spoiling. So we're always spoiling. So, and the fact that it was a man taking, like, choosing to take care of a child, it, I think it was a better message than like all, always ever about you know the woman that feels feels like oh this mum instinct or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think no, this was a better um, message. I mean, he he is what well, he's an interesting character as well because you learn that he's kind of been abandoned by his own child. I mean, so, probably his kid just went away. Yeah, but he does. He does say that you know, uh, children can abandon their parents as well. Yeah. And that that's some that's something that, uh, I mean, uh, you think you think about kind of the modern world now is something that a lot of people it happens to a lot of parents. You know, um, I mean, you you can probably relate to this. It's like children moving away from home and not well, coming back that often. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yes. It's also kind of like how the world is going now. It's 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 bringing millennials away. Yeah. Definitely, when you're from a certain certain countries, maybe in the UK less because in general you more. I think the English people mostly come to London, and then you know it's not that difficult to go back home. Yeah, but how many how many children actually go back to see their parents? 
well, that I don't know, but that's a choice. That's a choice. But in general, sometimes it's not a choice, you know, when you come from, I don't know, Greece or Spain or Italy or, I don't know, those kind of countries. For me, I know that it's really difficult to to go back home. I go back home once or twice a year maximum, and I'm not that far. But it's just that the the situations, the uh, it can be the money, it can be the time. It's usually the time actually that you don't have when you work, the amount of time and days that you have to work. Sometimes you just can't, you know, yeah. can't manage. Yeah, it's a, I, I found that to be particularly. Uh, it's just a, a very small part of the film, but it's, it makes you think, doesn't it? It does make you think. It so, makes you feel bad. <laughs> Well, I don't know, maybe me not personally not that bad, because I see my parents quite a lot, but um, I don't know. But uh, third question, third and final question about uh, my life as a courgette is, uh, what didn't you like about the film, if there's anything? There is something, is yeah. the, the subtitles, the translation. Uh, so, okay, the, so we'll the film just, is in French. Well, we, we saw it in French. There is an English dub out there, which apparently is very good. Um, I, I don't know. Who say, says who? The, the English read, man that doesn't yeah, speak French? I've, I've read that it's quite good, but we did see it in French. And, um, yeah, you were saying. Yeah, well, the, the fact is that we speak French, so we both do. So, is of course, we understood what was what was going on anyway and uh, since we stayed we spent like years and years in France we know we know the language quite well and the subtitles just weren't good just well, there, wasn't there was, good there was one moment in particular wasn't there yeah. where um, I, can't, I can't quite remember what it was it's like in French they say um, autiste yeah which means it's auto, you know, autistic isn't it yeah. yeah and they and they translated it with moral yeah it made me quite angry, and they, they, really. also, they also translated um, there was another orphanage thing. or foster, you know, orphanage no, they, into no, home. Wasn't yeah, it? they they translated orphanage with home, which is not quite. Um, I mean, it was it was very small things, but it's stuff that that you could look at, and then it would actually. So in French, is foyer, which yeah. is not home. I mean, it's of course it's like. A, I mean, when you do, yeah, when you do translation, you should do yeah, it well. Yeah, this, but this, this isn't really a, this isn't really something that you could tell Claude Barras and being like, this this is bad. This is the, a little bad point about your film. That, no, it's not. It's, it's just that's about, not him. It's, it's it's a bad point of the English version yeah. of this But I'm pr- film. I'm pretty sure that happens quite a lot. I mean, we we were talking about the Handmaiden the a couple of weeks ago. You know, who who, who knows? knows? <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, it's just something that that you kind of got to live with, really. But um, th- there were some there were some uh, moments where I was thinking, I don't. That's not quite right. That's not what they said, you know. Yeah. And uh, and it does it does mean that you, if people do go and see it in um, in in French with English subtitles, you are missing out slightly. Slightly. I mean, it's I mean, just you can't, it's, you it's can't really just not, that not word that made yeah. me kind of like upset because I don't understand why would you translate in that way. Yeah. Um, I, sp- I mean, I, I don't have anything negative really to say about it. I mean, I did a review, I wrote a review about it, and I gave it a ten out of ten. So I can't, I really couldn't see anything wrong with it. I thought, for once, a movie that isn't incredibly long was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I, I thought everything about it really worked, and uh, and it it spoke to me on on many different levels, and I felt it. 
I, I was thoroughly engrossed in the film. And uh, I mean, maybe now I'm thinking about it. Maybe they translated Moran because the, the the way he was saying the word was offensive. Yeah. So it's probably the British political correctness that just I think Actually, it must maybe. be that. I mean, but, I mean, again, okay, being politically correct, but you know. A translation. I mean, I understand that it's an adaptation more than a translation, but mm, I don't know. Like the thing is, like knowing. I think knowing only English, it probably makes more sense to say moron. But knowing both, in yeah, this, but it, it's in not that second kind of like said like okay, and you know, it's not the same. Yeah, if, if you think if you think about it in English, you you probably wouldn't um, call someone autistic. Yeah, but you shouldn't in any. Yeah, but know. the French do. Mm, no, I think probably in that case, no, you don't. You shouldn't. Well, you shouldn't, but it is—it's quite a bad thing to call someone. Yeah, but I mean, I think in that case, probably there was an autistic child, or yeah. in that place. Yeah. But it, it does—it does revert back to what we were saying: is that actually the conversation, the level of conversations, and what what they're saying does sound very genuine. Does sound like what French yeah. kids would say. Would a kid say more? Well, in England. Yeah. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, 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 they would. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe I can't imagine a seven-year-old saying moron. <laughs> no, no, they, def- they definitely would. So, if you if you were to give uh, a rating, a, vo- a vocal rating, are we going to scrap this this week? Well, yeah. Are we going to scrap it this week? The vocal rating. I think it's going to be like, oh. I think because we did sit there at the ends and kind of just we we sat there throughout the whole kind of all the. Um, the credits that came up, didn't we? Because we liked the song as well at the end. Of the, the oh yeah, well, the song is like... It's Noir Désir, is, is it? It's Noir Désir. But the, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a woman that sings it. Yeah, it's a cover, isn't it? It's yeah, and it's kind of like... It's a pretty, uh, for me, it's a really sad song. It's kind of like... Yeah. So, yeah, well... It, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't know about this, but you were telling me that the uh, singer of... Uh, yeah, he, he killed his wife. Yeah. So may- maybe it was deliberate. I don't know. I don't song. think so. It's just a really sad song. Like it's like a sad. He feels sad. Mm. You know, it's like not necessarily. Maybe maybe we yeah. could play a clip of it. Maybe of the song now. Yeah. The magic of editing. <laughs> I have it on me. is Studio Ghibli's uh, The Red Turtle. (gasps) 
so the reason the reason we thought we actually watched these films one after the one after the other. Yeah, it was a big day. day. Yeah, well, it was, they're, they're not very long films. So it's fine. Actually, if you put two of them to, both of them together, it kind of turns out being the same length of the DC yeah. movie. And also, you don't have you don't have a choice because the only way you can see, at least where we live, the red tassel was at upper four p.m. Yeah. And the other one was at 6.30 p.m. So since we can't go to the cinema every yeah. single day and every single afternoon, mostly, well, there was, an only, there was the only choice, really. So, so this is... Um, I mean, Studio Ghibli is very famous. Uh, it's a Jap- Japanese animation studio. They make very beautiful and very moving films. Um, they're... Most, most of the, mo- the most well-known ones are directed by uh, a guy called Miyazaki, who uh, is directing his last film, I think. I'm not sure. He keeps on saying he's retired and he's coming back. And, but uh, this one is directed by, unfortunately, I'm going to butcher his name, My- Michael Dudok DeWitt. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, it's kind of a... It's actually a very, it's a, it's a very, a very different um, offering from Studio Ghibli. Um, this it, first of all, um, the way it looks is unlike any other Studio Ghibli film I've seen. Um, it's pretty. It's, it's a very pretty film. So it's basically, it's kind of like Castaway, if you've seen Castaway. Um, a man uh, ends up on a, on a remote island and uh, desperately trying to get off this island, which is kind of like a, I wouldn't really call it a tropical paradise. Well, it's kind of tropical. I don't know if it's, it's a, a tropical island, but it's uh, it, it kind of for, for him for him starting off, it's kind of like hell because he's trying to desperately get off it. He's cutting down uh, bits of bamboo and making rafts. I mean, it's every hell. time every time he makes a raft and and gets off, he thinks getting away from the island. Finally, something hits his his raft and destroys it every time, which means he he's constantly coming back to the island. And um, he finds out that it's uh, a, a, turtle. a turtle, a great big red turtle. Um, so what, what did you think of this film? Mm, it was I think that sums it up quite well <laughs> for you, doesn't it? No, it was like, it's, a really, it's really pretty to look at. And it's, um, it feels a bit long. Well, it's, it's only one hour, 20 minutes. So, but yeah, it does, but it, it, does, it does feel a bit longer than that. Um, and it's well, you have to say that they don't talk ever. <laughs> so no, it is. Well, I wouldn't call it a silent film because it's not. It's not a silent film. But no. But to be honest, there isn't really any need for any any dialogue no. because first of all, he's on his own. Um, eventually, isn't on his own. Well, uh, I bet I would talk by my, to myself if I wasn't if I was alone. He does like a lot a of screaming. Well, yes. <laughs> I I don't know. Would you talk to yourself? Actually, actually, you haven't you haven't seen um, Castaway, and in Castaway, it's a Tom Hanks film, yeah. which I think is quite an interesting um, point, like comparison to make between the two, because of course he gets cast on an island, and what he does is ends up he finds this um, ball uh, called, and he calls it Wilson because it's made, you know, it's made uh, from Wilson. And um, but in this film, there's none of that because actually he ends up finding kind of through very bizarre means kind of companionship um yeah you can i mean it's like you really if you say it you're gonna really really spoil spoil the whole the whole thing so but but are are you because actually i watched the trailer and in the trailer you you kind of it shows you anyway 
Does it? What happens? Yeah. Oh. Um, so so you know we'll we'll spoil it won't I, honestly it won't spoil your enjoyment of the movie. Yeah, because it doesn't matter. It because it, it doesn't matter. It's more about just watching it for yourselves. Um, basically, uh, he finds the the red turtle comes comes onto on, well, onto land onto the shore, and he spins it over, stamps on it, and leaves it there, and then. After a few days, I yeah, think. Because because he can't well, go out away. Out of pure frustration, because it's it that no, is what's stopping him from leaving the island. Yeah, I, I, I'm guessing since the, 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 it stopped him like a couple of times, it will go on and stop it again. So it was the only way he could he saw to leave the island. Yeah. But ends up staying. Well, basically, basically because the turtle, I think, you think it dies. Yeah, it definitely dies. Because um, it's it's on its it's on its on its back. It can't move. Um, after after a few days, um, he basically feels bad for it and tries to protect it from the rain. And oh no, he doesn't actually try to protect it from the rain. He kind of sleeps with it, doesn't he? Well, he sleeps next to it. Yeah, I also tries to protect it. From well, no, that that comes afterwards. No, no, no. Yes, but it comes like it comes. So like then the shell cracks open at one point, which is a bit weird. And, I think uh, it happens when. Uh, yeah, probably. Yeah. I don't know. But and then all of a sudden, what was once a turtle is now a woman with red hair, in a shell, yeah. and that's when he protects it from the rain and from the sun. And, oh yeah. And um, eventually, uh, she kind of vanishes, but he later on finds her again, and they they to create a family. Well, they have a, a child. Yeah. And then and then he's basically found a new life, really, on this island. And um, he kind of accepts accept it. Like yeah, his he, new he, ex- life on he the accepts island. it, and I think he actually probably has a much better life on that island mm-hmm. than he would anywhere else. Maybe. I mean, you're constantly talking about wanting to move away to a, a tropical island. I mean, why not? <laughs> so it's kind of everyone's dream, really, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know if I could do like the only two people. Like. Yeah, well, it's, it, they, they, he creates a family there, and so what, how did this film make you feel? It was. I kind of think that it was even a. It was. It was sadder than my life as a creature. Oh, it's a much. Yeah, it's a much much sadder. Uh, but I don't. I can't really say why, <laughs> because at the end of the day, I mean, yes, it goes like. It's kind of. It's you, melancholic, isn't it's it? It's melancholic. Exactly. That's yeah. the thing. It's really melancholic, and um, I thought it was a really pretty movie. It it doesn't st- strike you with a sense of it. I think. Like just immediately, I am. I do wonder if a kid would actually enjoy uh, it. Yeah, but that that's something. That's something you can say about most Studio Ghibli films. Yeah. Is yeah, would, would, would children really enjoy these movies? Yeah, but that's the thing. Then why putting this film up at four p.m.? Well, yeah, but that that's you know, that's a like, completely different scenario. Well, not yeah, scenario, but but situation. You can't. I I think it's um, first of all you're talking about the artwork. Yeah, it looks like a moving watercolor. Yeah, you know? it's really, really pretty. It is. It is really pretty. But, and then also, I, I partic- It sounds sounds like I'm kind of going on about the little things, but I particularly like the sound design as well. Oh, the sound because design is perfect. You, you hear the wind, yeah. you hear the rain. You know, even to a bizarre sense, hear the sun when it's sunny. It's kind of like a it's crackling. really, it's really soothing as well. It's really relaxing in a way. And actually, weirdly. I'm gonna, I'm gonna admit it. I did have you a slept. little snooze <laughs> during this film. 
I think I honestly think it was because of the sound of the wind yeah. and the rain. So that that's just very soporific for me, and, and I'll just fall sea. asleep. And the sea, and the sea is something that that everyone likes to fall asleep to. Um, that, and that's mainly a, that's probably one of the actual big problems I had with the movie. I'm, I'm actually going on to the next question already. Is that um, I wasn't really engaged. I saw that you were. <laughs> I know, and I really I feel bad because I absolutely love everything Studio Ghibli makes and puts out there. But this, this film, out of all the films I've seen from them, maybe because it's not a Miyazaki film, I don't know, but it, it definitely didn't uh, win me over as, as much as, um, say, Spirit of the Way did or My Neighbor Totoro did or Howl's Moving Castle. You know, they're, for me, they're really quite special films. I think this is a pretty movie, an interesting film, um, but then again, I think of it more as an art, kind of arty picture more than... Yeah, I'm going to give an interpretation of the story. Okay, go on. <laughs> I think it's more... Everything is about um, treating nature well. So kind of nature can treat you well. I think, I think you're right. Because otherwise, I do not see what they were going on about. It must be that. Oh, we have fruit. <laughs> uh, I actually, yeah, that's quite interesting because at one point in the film there's a big tsunami, isn't there? Yeah. And that, that could be interpreted as kind of nature, mother nature kind of testing them. Because um... it's a, to be honest, we, we were both actually quite, that, that, that scene in particular is actually very engaging because it's, it's like, to because be honest, something's it's kind of, happening. Something's happening. But that's a bit mean to say. But it's also, I think, a very important part of the film. You, you afterwards said, I couldn't believe that they all survived. Well, yeah, because usually a, a tsunami is I like, think, you know. again, but then again, that's just kind of, you know, to a certain degree, poetic license, isn't it? It's like, no, but it happens it's, in all movies. It's, they, it's not really because of that. It's more because, like, you know, he was on this island and he, and he kept on, I don't know, for some reason, this title decided that it didn't, it didn't let him, it didn't want to let him go. And then he killed it, because he did, he killed it. He wanted to kill it, and it did. So, but the, it's kind of like he was trying to, he regretted it instantly. And he was well, was, it, was it instantly, though? Oh, yeah, it was. I think it was. After kind of like the adrenaline of the, of the um, revenge um, oh, he immediately, hit him. He immediately felt bad. He, he felt so bad. And he was trying to submit with water. It was too late, of course. It was dead. Yeah. And even if it was, even when he realized that the thing was dead, you know, it's dead, it's dead, it's, it's done. He still tries to kind of like stays with her, stays with it, and yeah, but it doesn't actually doesn't go away. He like it could have just like like built another boat or whatever, and you know leave. Yeah. And he didn't. Because it felt bad, and then it kind of, it's kind of like, you know, the na nature uh, wants to make his life better because, you know, he regretted yeah, it. Yeah, that's an interesting interpretation because I was thinking, but wait, he killed that turtle basically, I did. and yeah. yeah, and he's kind of being rewarded for it. And, um, no, I don't think he's rewarded to. Um, so you think he was he given a second chance? Yeah, he's given a second chance, which yeah. he, which he, he, he uses well, and also, well, are we spoiling? Oh uh, yeah. 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 Okay. 
So also at the end, when Ida he dies, then she becomes turns uh, back into a turtle. Turn, yeah, turns back into a turtle and goes into the ocean. What well, one one bit I did find very odd is they they have a son together, and the son kind of gets to the point where I think he's probably about eighteen or he's bored, and he's yeah he's obviously bored, but he just goes off with the turtles. <laughs> yeah, and I think what's he gonna do? Is he going to turn into a turtle as well? No, I think he's just gonna gonna search for another land. I mean, I think I think yeah, I think that's a very, an interesting point to make. You know, to a link with my life as a courgette is actually that's again children abandoning their parents because relative, well, actually not relatively soon after that because they do get quite old. They they do get old together. The um, the man yeah. and the redheaded woman or the red turtle, whatever you want to call her, um, but he is abandoning his parents and he yeah. never comes back yeah but in a, yes but I mean if he doesn't then they will die and he will be alone in this island on yeah. this island what is he going to do so maybe that's what the film is actually a metaphor of it's just a metaphor of life really yeah, maybe um, it would I mean it would be lovely if we could get uh, Michael on the show yeah <laughs> to actually know know what he was what he was trying to to kind of show and what what the film is really about. Uh, apparently, he did do a Q and A. It's probably you know open to interpretation. It's probably both. maybe. But it's probably just life in general. But like it, life as human beings on this this planet, the respect that because yes, he, he goes away, but he, he looks like a really thoughtful son. I mean, yeah, he doesn't he doesn't like go away. Like in a bad way, you know, he goes away to kind of find his its path. And he, he does he does save his father at one point in the film, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I the more this is an interesting, uh, 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 kind of a difficult film to really well not to talk about, but to kind of come up with a rating for because it's it's um I came out of it and I thought I didn't enjoy that that much. You know, I didn't enjoy it as much as I thought I would. But it actually kind of makes you think, doesn't it? It's a film that does stay with you. Yeah, it's, I think it's more like an um, after-movie movie. Yeah, maybe. But I also, I also went into it with really high expectations because I was hearing a lot of people talk about it and rave about it and, and really say that it's like one of Studio Ghibli's best films. I'm going to be honest, it's, I don't think it is. I really don't. I mean, I would, I'm always going to put Spirited Away as one of Studio Ghibli's best. Even yeah, yeah, The Wind it, Rises recently, uh, that was Miyazaki's supposedly last film, but not anymore. And that, that really um, moved me, and, and I thought that was incredible. Yeah, um, but it's always subjective, you know. Exactly, it's always subjective. Um, I would definitely recommend people go and see it and seek it out, because it is a beautiful film. It is... there's definitely a lot in there that I think a lot of people enjoy Um, I think if if you're more into kind of blockbustery type films and stuff like that I think maybe not but if you like cinema you know as if you like the craft and if you like watching if you you're familiar with um, Miyazaki's work and what Studio Ghibli have done before um, then it's definitely an interesting debut this is this guy's first feature film both both directors their first feature films I would like to know what kids thought about the movie 
actually. Oh, maybe the we should have got... that they weren't kids when we went. There was, there was one, I think, little yeah. girl. Yeah, there was one girl. One, one. The other people were all, like, adults. Yeah. So we can't, like, you know... I, I would really like to know what, mostly for the red title, what kids thought about it. I honestly think they'd find it boring. I don't know... Probably the most most, most, most kids, children. but I bet you that probably you need to be kind of like five, six max to kind of like yeah. uh, leave the boredom and, and mean, kind of like I, I bet you that it makes think, a lot of kids cry that movie. The Red Turtle. Yeah. Probably. Uh, I personally would think that My Life as a Courgette would be more enjoyable. Yeah, but there are some points in My Life as a Courgette that are actually quite fun. Yeah. As well, yeah. So it's, it's di- I think it's a different it's also, type of movie. It also goes back to the idea that maybe this this is um, it just depends on what type of film you like. So uh, my life as a quarter is a much more kind of I'd say uh, recognizable type of film. You know, there's a story there. There's, there are there are characters you can really engage with. It's it's sad. It's 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 uh, hopeful. Whereas my life, um, the Red Turtle, there isn't really that there. I think it's a, it's more than like my life as a courgette is like, is a story that you kind of even if it didn't happen to you, you can relate to, because you you hear this kind of stories all the time, and you can you you know you it's something that you know and you know it exists, so it's it's easier to relate to it. The other one, the Red Turtle, is is just. I think it's, it's more it change, the interpretation changes depending on who's watching and the sensibility of the person watching uh, I thought about nature but I bet like you know you thought about him abandoning the parents and I bet someone else will think about you know something else etc et it's the beauty of cinema yeah <laughs> so um, if you're going to give the Red Turtle a uh, vocal rating that's a difficult one mm-hmm. what would it be well what would you be for you like <sighs> yeah well that's really mean because um, well, Zed's snoring no 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 it wasn't it's not that um, I I. it was a, a thought a kind of thought provoking thing so I'd kind of go hmm I was it was for me I was I was sadder after this one that after my life is a well, that, yeah yeah I'm, so I'm not I'm not mm. I'm not surprised about that I think it is quite a sad film yeah it, it's, it's interesting though because um, yeah. it's, it's a sad film yet it actually um, shows quite quite a happy life to a certain yeah. degree it's like a, you know he has a family that they're really very happy silent. together it's very <laughs> it's very silent uh, the beginning is is a struggle but then again, it's that, that's why I think it's um, a metaphor for life in general, or, this or maybe, struggle. Yeah, or maybe it's also like just accepting your situation helps you make maybe. something better out of it. Yeah. So I think we've about, about kind of discussed, <laughs> <laughs> talked about all we can with these two films. Um, they're both, they were both Oscar-nominated last year. Um, I think you could hear a lot of the links in there, so both uh, directors' first feature films both nominated for Oscars, both beautiful, mm-hmm. both about family, I think. Yeah. Um, you think Red Turtle more about nature, but... Uh, I mean, it's, it's more about, I think, Yeah. the, the relation between people and nature. Yeah. And I actually think um, 
it makes for a great double bill. Uh, I, I really did enjoy watching both films. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, if you're if anyone wants to program a, a double bill of two films, I think you could do. This would be very, a very good one. That you know, my, maybe do my life as a courgette second. I think like we did. Yeah. And then the red turtle first, because you know the red. I think the red turtle is. It does make you feel a bit sad. Uh, it made me feel sad. Yeah. And uh, my life as courgette kind of perks you up a bit. Yeah, but yeah. don't stay for the for the song then, because the song is sad. Oh. <laughs> well, I think that'll about do it for uh, for this week's episode of uh, Small Screens Film Club. You can find us on Twitter at Small Screen GB and <laughs> Facebook at Small Screen UK, and you can also uh, read the blog, which is small-screen.co.uk. Thank you very much for listening, and uh, we'll probably be taking a break for a week. Yeah. Uh, I think we are. Oh, maybe not. Oh, yes, for a no, week. No, no, yes, for a week. For a week. Um, so hopefully we'll be back here in two weeks' time. Thank you very much for listening, and Thanks. goodbye. Bye.